live from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley. We're broadcasting from our offices here in Alexandria, Virginia, National Headquarters of the Salvation Army in the United States of America. Here with me once again today is our War Cry Editorial Director, Mr. Jeff McDonald. Greetings, Colonel. We keep on keeping on. We do, and you, sir, are looking very patriotic today. I salute you and say God bless America. For our listening audience, we now are able to broadcast and record uh, this in video format. We've made the executive decision that we're not going to share the videos yet. Maybe down the road we'll do that. But it's nice. We're recording remotely, but we all can see each other. So, And Mr. McDonald has a beautiful American flag flying behind him. He looks just very patriotic. (laughs) Very Washington, D.C. Also with us today is our executive producer, our cutter, our editor, our smiling, happy, smart person, Elizabeth. Good to see you, young lady. Hello there. And things are well with you? Super well. Well, we're... What's what's that, Jeff? Super Super, well. Super well. Super well. I like that. Thanks. We, we will, if she ever comes on and says she's having a bad, no good, rotten, nothing to bad day, whatever, <laughs> we're never going to cut that out because that would be historic <laughs> uh, for us. Well, uh, in today's podcast, we're going to be discussing the March 2021 issue of The War Cry. This celebrates, this month celebrates for all of us the... Um, annual, or not the annual, the first year of completing our COVID separations. Uh, I think all of us are tired of the word COVID. Most of us never want to see a Zoom meeting again. Uh, Certainly, we're getting tired of masks and hearing the arguments back and forth. I am very weary of not having my incredible team around me in person here at National Headquarters. But uh, we're continuing on, and Jeff, thank you very much for all that you have been doing this last year in helping our team uh, get uh, these magazines to print and in the mail and on people's nightstands, their uh, tables, prison cells, uh, wherever the war cry has gone. And so I salute you once again. Well, I salute you in turn because... Not only have we maintained our production, but you managed to innovate our content by uh, introducing new writers and contributors and keeping us fresh, which I think is great. You know, no COVID or no COVID, you keep looking forward. So that's very helpful. And I've, you know, I know I've said this before, but we're part of such a vast network from contributors to internal staff to writers, to production people, to the mailroom, to those who distribute the war cry. It's just great to be part of that chain. It's been an interesting journey for us. Uh, it's been a journey that, uh, yes, we've, we've grown weary, but it is what it is. And we've continued to make the, the best of it. And 
I'm I'm just thrilled because we have completed uh, another issue, uh, and we actually this month uh, we complete two issues because we have to do that every every few months. We we do the the March issue, and then we do the Easter War Cry, and sometimes I guess Jeff, it's the other way around. If if Easter appears early in the yeah. lunar calendar, so it moves up into March, but this year it's in April. Right. We also have to do the same in the fall with the November issue and the Christmas war cry. Yes, indeed. We work on those simultaneously, which keeps our muscles you know, in good shape. But uh, we also put the large print edition of the Easter issue out as well. Yeah, and, and also in Christmas, we do the Spanish and large print. But hats off to you and your staff and, and uh, all of us together. And Elizabeth, you continue to just kind of slice and dice and make these podcasts kind of fun. And you, not only with this podcast, the Fight for Good podcast, but you're working on the, our sister podcast, The Battle Lines with the Young's Captain, young Captain Satterley, uh, talking about youth and culture and, and all that you do on social media to make it like pop and bing and Wow. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Well, planning Jeff, ahead too. Mm-hmm. What's Sorry. that? And, you know, Elizabeth's planning ahead and scheduling things and, you know, turning things around very quickly. So, and our yeah, podcasts our, are growing. Our interviews are growing. Our we interviews are growing. Our interview space yeah. going. Uh, the audience is, is, is growing uh, more. We're excited about that. And, and Elizabeth is just constantly like, I want to schedule you for this podcast. I want you, now you need to listen to this one. And it's like, oh, I just give me a break, Elizabeth. Come on, get off my back. I got things to do. But she is just brilliant, and uh, we we thank you, Elizabeth, for all that you're doing. Kurt, I have a quick question for you. Do you get the impression in our work? You know, I I think I'm sure you do. That you know, we're we're handling such interesting and personal, sometimes emotional material, and trying to handle that with care so that we present it in the best way possible. So it's, it's really quite a trust that we are fulfilling. Well, we've talked about this before. I think the vulnerability that any of us that put, uh, you know, words down on paper or, you know, on, on the computer screen, there's, uh, there's exposure. There's, and, and it, it's, uh, we're, we're kind of, we're living, not kind of, we are living in a time right now where opinion um, can sever relationships instantly, right? It, uh, we're finding differences of opinion um, in family relationships, uh, the, the in personal friendships, and cancel culture has kind of succumbed uh, to this. Nobody can have a, a differing opinion uh, without being shunned. And I, I think there there can be a little bit of a hesitancy uh, when you're when you're ex- kind of exposing yourself. Um, there's I think there's a little bit of risk uh, with that. But I think you know for me that the the thing that I find is two things. One is we are talking about the God that is faithful. Uh, the COVID nineteen has not been the first pandemic that ever, has ever swept the earth. Uh, there have been pandemics uh, before that have killed killed millions and millions of people um, over the course of historic time, right? So that, you know, you think about the people that survived 
all of those kind of things from chickenpox and typhoid and polio and the black plagues and on and on and on, right? So you have like a context there, but God is still faithful in that midst. So that gives us one, one uh, element. And then the other element is that because of the message of God's word, that gives us the ability to go forward with courage and speak truth. And we know that sometimes truth uh, in this day and age uh, is questioned by people or there are no absolutes in some people's minds. Uh, but for us as Christians, we believe that truth is, can be found in, in Jesus Christ who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Now, I, like I tell people, you got to take that up with God. He said it. I didn't say it. You know, that's, that's fine. And you can do with it whatever you want. So we're dispensing the, the message of the faithfulness of God and the truth of the gospel, and that gives us courage. And you and I have talked about this before. We're standing on the shoulders of great pioneers, anointed people that God has used over the years to put this magazine together week after week, month after month, year after year, decade after decade for over 140 years. So I, I'm, I'm uh, boy, boinged, uh, held up by... Uh, that cloud of witnesses and that confidence that we have, that knowing that 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 what we're sharing uh, is truly making a difference in people's lives. You know, I have to share with you, and I'm sorry, I'm going to be wordy, but we got a submission from a Ukrainian journalist who was wondering why, you know, there were so many religions and people practicing and, you know, how people in, in different religions are very devout. So she said she, she thought she'd analyze all these religions. Well, she came to the conclusion, um, she, she turned to atheism because she's saying things like, well, why would a God... Uh, have to sacrifice himself if he created the world in the first place? And why does scripture endorse slavery? And why do women have to be subservient to men? And these these are misconceptions, I think, that are, you know, that plague people, that make people question faith. So our, our role is to present it in its fullness and its accuracy. Well, and, you know, there, there are misconceptions and things that are misunderstood and things that are not clarified and things that get twisted and turned. And sometimes people want to believe what they want to believe. Uh, they uh, don't like certain things about the faith. Uh, the, the thing that I've come to uh, become, I don't want to say comfortable because that that can lead to apathy or whatever. But I guess the thing that I find peace in is that, first off, God hasn't called me to judge the world. Uh, I don't know people's souls. I don't know the state of where somebody's thought process is. Um, but the only thing God's called me to do is just to love people. And uh, to kind of you have to kind of take it or leave it. You know, you kind of have to take uh, either either like I, I love the great C.S. Lewis where he's, you know, he said basically, you know, either Jesus is who he said he was, but, or he was like the craziest, nuttiest person ever to have, you know, I forget the exact quote, but uh, you know, basically Jesus was like a lunatic or something. You know, uh, I would always, I always recommend to people that are, that are skeptical to go and read mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis which were his Sunday evening uh, talks to the Royal, um, the Royal Air Force in London during World War 
two, I believe, uh, because C.S. Lewis himself was an atheist, and he became a great believer and an apologist for the Christian faith because of being open-minded and 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 allowing God to to speak to him through his word and and through the historical record on and on. You know, Jeff, people could put up arguments um, all they want, but in the end, uh, we die and we face our maker. And I'm just mindful of I'm trying to make the most of my life and the opportunities that God has given me and to walk through the doors and walk across the bridges uh, into culture, into society. And that's what we're doing with our magazine. It's a portal of entry. Uh, through the different topics? Do we cover all the topics to a full extent? No, we, we, we don't. Uh, do we do we satisfy everybody every time? No, absolutely not. I mean, I have a few letters that remind us that we're not always satisfying everybody. Do we do everything correctly? No, we don't. We don't do everything correctly. We're human. We're fallible. Um, we, we do make mistakes. But I think we're giving it our best shot, and we're doing it uh, with a lot of love and grace and creativity. And as you know, the people that we get to work with and get to lead and work alongside of to make this magazine happen are people who believe in the mission of the Salvation Army and who are in themselves artists and artisans and anybody that is associated with this magazine should be proud of it. And we're going to continue to carry on that tradition. Could we, could we, Elizabeth, can we try to get Colonel to blush? I mean, we have to admit this guy is really quite remarkable. Wouldn't you say? say thoughtful extra remarkable yeah oh, yes. thoughtful open-minded mm-hmm. uh, insightful you know I, I hate i hate to overdo it colonel but just what know do you, what do you guys want what is it you want <laughs> i know i think i think our listeners i think these folks are, are wanting something from me so i'll let you know uh they're not going to pick my pocket because i got my wallet right here in my front pocket and <laughs> No, I thank you for that. You know, no, it's, really, it's, it's true. It's it's a it's a joy. It really is a joy. And I I mean, it, my thirty nine years, almost thirty nine years of doing not the war cry, but being a Salvation Army officer, has just afforded me a whole array of opportunities that I could never have in another job. And to again to work with the people that I'm working with right now is just it's beyond belief. And uh, I thank you, sir. Uh, as uh, both of you are some of the kindest and wisest and greatest people I've ever been associated with. So now we're having this big love feast here. We're yeah, talking what's and wrong? praising each other. There has so, to be something wrong. <laughs> there's something wrong. <laughs> but we're going to quickly look into this this issue of of the um, the March 2021 issue. We have this great cover of uh, a salvationist from Korea who is actually in Canada. Uh, David uh, Kang uh, works uh, as as a tailor in uh, Toronto. And uh, last year, our previous editor of Peer Magazine, Captain Pam Maynard, uh, was going to Canada to get a, a custom-made uniform. Jeff, I've I've never had a custom made Salvation no. Army uniform. Oh. I think if I if I got a custom made Salvation Army uniform, I'd want like uh, <laughs> like a top coat and tails, and you know maybe some yeah. white gloves and a top hat, and you know yeah. something really fancy, like silk red red silk 
you know, liners on the inside, you know, that kind of thing. Spats to go with it. Spats. Yeah. On the <laughs> shoes. Cane, a walking cane. But uh, this is a, a humble man that uh, Captain uh, just just loved. And so she asked if she could do a story. And Jeff, she wrote this story uh, last year, and we just didn't have uh, the right place uh, for it. So we're excited to feature uh, Mr. Kong on the uh, front. And it's just a, such a vibrant, happy picture. I just love, I love this. And I love the article. It's a remarkable story. I mean, here's this guy who was an orphan in Korea as a child, um, you know, was in an orphanage for a while where it was severe, um, made his way through, uh, you know, finally finding the army there, um, coming to the U S and finding a craft in, in tailoring. And now just, uh, puts his heart and soul into designing and uh, creating uniforms for Salvation Army people and praying for them while he does. So it really is a remarkable story. It's a great story. We encourage you to look at it and and then maybe just think about it in your own life in the context of what it is that you do in your profession. I believe there's more effectiveness in the marketplace, especially uh, for sa- uh, salvationists, soldiers, uh, you know, those that have their own businesses and those that are working in corporate environments or whatever. I mean, that's a, that's a, a, a great battleground where you can bring the light in. And this is just a this is a great story. A great cover. As you know, Jeff, we wrestle sometimes what to put on the cover of the magazine. And we kind of, we don't argue about it, but sometimes we wrestle uh, with it. This one was boop, instant. We got the cover. No. Yeah. So, and we, that, you know, we have, what, six seconds to grab somebody's attention with the cover. So it's important. Yeah. Yeah, so it's good. And then flipping uh, past some of our regular stuff that we have, uh, you'll notice uh, this kind of a little nuance we want to, we want to uh, highlight that our own Commissioner Jolene Hodder is now sharing writing duties with the national commander, her husband, uh, Commissioner Ken. Um, so they they kind of rotate every every month, and they asked us if we would consider doing that, uh, and we said, of course. Well, of course we would. They're our bosses, so we're going to say that. But um, there's a little bit of a met- method to the madness here, Jeff, and I think part of it is making sure that we start reflecting in our magazine the need for e- equality uh, for our married women officers in particular who uh, have um, not been given uh, th- that kind of limelight or that opportunity. And I know uh, Commissioner Jolene has shared with me, you know, the general of the Salvation Army is asking more and more of her and uh, making sure there's kind of a balance in, in what it is that she's doing. So uh, we we uh, welcome Commissioner Jolene to adding content to our magazine uh, every other month, rotating with her husband. That kind of leads us to the podcast that we uh, are emphasizing this issue with uh, one, one Lieutenant Colonel Cindy Foley. Uh, speaking of women in leadership. Yeah, I, I uh, flipped the page on page six and I, I just I showed her the other day. Uh, I said, look, we're together again. We've, we've never been, uh, it's kind of fun. I wrote my little editing editor piece and, and, uh, you guys put her picture there up on, on the other side. And, uh, we've recorded a podcast with, with her and Jeff, you and her were so verbose in your comments. And I think I was sitting over in the corner going, uh, Oh, wow. <laughs> you guys are really smart people. What am I doing here? 
Um, but I think, Elizabeth, we're turning that into a two-parter, I think. I, Why I not? Know. Let's do it. I don't, yeah, I don't it's certainly know. worth it. Hmm. Yeah, she, totally. Yeah. Uh, uh, Colonel City has uh, uh, talked forever and a day how brilliant she is. Anyways, that's a little biased, but we'll let people later on determine that. And we kind of keep flipping. And, Jeff, uh, there was a letter that showed up in our mailbox one day, and it, it came from uh, this gentleman. Um, uh, Jerry, uh, his last Francis, name is yeah. Jerry, Jerry Francis. And so there's a great article here, uh, about his own testimony of being associated with the Salvation Army back in the Bowery Boy days, uh, uh, with, uh, and you, uh, Jeff, as a, you know, New Jersey boy, you, you would probably kind of resonate with what uh, what he has to say, use guys and all that. But yeah, uh, right. the right. Salvation Army, the Bowery <laughs> Corps, and uh, he talks a little bit about uh, some of the, 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 how the effectiveness of the Salvation Army had on the police at that time and how he, he came to be, become a Christian. Long story short, he's developed uh, an association called uh uh, police officers for Christ, and Jeff, I really, I really enjoyed uh, this heartfelt uh, expression that uh, that uh, Jerry wrote for us. Yeah, I mean, he was so impressed with what the difference the army made in that world that he was a, a policeman in, um, and you know, was instrumental even in his conversion, and it's inspired him to create this this organization, Police Officers for Christ. So that's really an interesting angle and shows you the impact on the local level that the Army can make. Yeah, I, I think this is important, too, and I don't want to get too negative here, but uh, a few months ago we got a, a letter to the editor from somebody who felt like we were um, bashing the police um, uh, because of uh, what we were we called. I think it was in the July issue we were – writing on the need for racial equality and the whole George Floyd uh, uh, issue, which was very powerful and very meaningful. And it's something like our staff was wrestling with as well. Um, but they, they took our interpretation the wrong way and felt like we were uh, de-emphasizing or somehow dehumanizing the police, which is uh, far from... I don't even know how this person uh, came to that conclusion. So this is kind of a, uh, a, 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 a what we're saying from the war cry is that we believe in our on our our law enforcement. Um, as in every profession, you have cronies. In my profession, in the ministry, we have cronies. You have you know. Uh, so Jeff, thanks for. Uh, doing a good job with the layout on this and the editing and, and, and giving our police officers a little bit of uh, positive limelight. Yeah. And it shows the dedication of among police officers, you know, and their commitment to, to their, to their making their world better. The next page over, we got a, we got a, a contact from uh, major McKinley dove, a retired officer from the great state of Washington in the, 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 the Pacific Northwest, and uh, Jeff, uh, I I have I've already used this article mm. twice in oh, good. some teaching and speaking, and I thank Major Duff because he goes back to the simplicity of 
just paying attention to people and being with people and visiting people. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now when Salvation Army officers are so burdened with their responsibilities and especially during COVID responding to that, you know, it's, it's helpful to know that their, their work matters when they come alongside folks. Well, he kind of talks in this little testimony here. I guess it's a testimony, but it's a more of a story of visiting someone that came to his core. They were having dinner. He didn't really want to go, but he did because he wanted to watch this fight that was going to be on TV. And uh, so it ends up they had dinner and they got to talking. And the husband who didn't go to the church uh, said, well, you can watch the fight here. And he watched the fight. And so the guy makes a comment that, he gets dressed up for the next day, and the wife's going, "What's what's what's where you what? what? I'm going to go to church. I figure if the guy can sit with me and watch a boxing match for an hour, I can go and sit and listen to him for an hour yeah, <laughs> in church." Yeah. And he, he did say, "Thankfully, I didn't preach for an hour." So, but that that the guy came, you know, came around, and it just Jeff, it all it just reminded me, you know, I'm here because a Salvation Army officer many years ago visited the house I was living in with my roommate and invited us to attend the Salvation Army on a Sunday. Um, and he followed up because my my roommate at the time, his mom was an employee of the Salvation Army in San Francisco. And she was worried about her son <laughs> and the wayward roommate. And so the Salvation Army officer ends, ends up on my doorstep and gives an invite for us to come to church. And a few months later, we ended up going to the church and I'm here today. And my friend, Major Randy Kinneman, he's him and his wife, Cheryl, they're the core officers at the Salvation Army in Tacoma, Washington. So the power of a visit um, is really, really strong. And uh, so I've just, I've, I, I just love that little story. So there's, there's some good stuff there. We have a, a big article on, um, the Salvation Army's position statement on uh, helping people with disabilities. Jeff, was there anything that kind of popped out for you on that particular issue? Oh, yeah, I mean, issue? the expanded um, definition and awareness. Now, the Army is looking to increase awareness about the, what disability, how you identify it, what the root causes are. Because, you know, often we think about physical disabilities with people uh, deal with and how important it is to help them, but also there's other characteristics of disability created by poverty and social tension and prejudice and uh, discrimination. Um, so there, it's a, it's a wide ranging um, discussion about what disability is, but more importantly, the whole point is the need for inclusiveness to include people in, in as they are and to deal with them, work with them as they are. And, uh, be an advocate on their behalf. I think those are some of the key points. It's a, it's the Army's official statement on uh, raising awareness about, with, about people with disabilities. Uh, I'm proud of my home territory, the Western Territory in the United States, for what they have been doing with this. And I know that I have been given the opportunity in some of my jobs to allow the, some people with disabilities to be working with us and, and employ them and um you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a very heartfelt uh, uh, thing to do, and I appreciate 
the work in the ministry that's occurring internationally. We, we have uh, continuing some features in the magazine. We always have something with the Army at large. Uh, that's a very fluid page, but we kind of talk about what the work, uh, the work of the Salvation Army internationally. Uh, we're always, uh, re- we would like to remind our readers that we are connected uh, in uh, over 130 one or 132 countries, I believe. Um, but the Salvation Army was doing, does a myriad of different things. Whenever there's a disaster or something in the news, you know, the Salvation Jeff, I mean, we were, we watched the Salvation Army here locally uh, be involved in uh, assisting uh, the National Guard uh, in January. And we know that the Salvation Army has been at work that were struck recently by in Texas and Oklahoma and Arkansas and Alabama and Mississippi, everybody that was hit by the really hard cold. And um, so thanks for the good work on that page. And I think Elizabeth, you kind of follow up sometimes on our social media pages and, and, and remind our readers of some things that are happening currently. I try. <laughs> thanks. You do a good job. So you're supposed to say, yes, uh, Colonel, I work very hard at trying to make sure. I'm very diligent. I am very diligent. Pulse on what's happening. (laughs) You are. Jeff, let's let's go to our millennial section here for a second in the in the center. And our our own wonderful Michelle Caceres has put together a great article. You and I have we've talked about this in previous podcasts and we continue to talk about it. This year we're we're both committed to making sure that we're providing our our resources, our readers with resourcing uh, and and articles and other things about, you know, just taking care of yourself and mental well-being. And um, so You've worked with Michelle on this article, Millennials and Mental Health. Is there anything you want to kind of add to this here? Well, there's some, you know, interesting research. You know, 12% of millennials have a diagnosed anxiety order. You know, some estimates are as far as high as one quarter of millennials are afflicted with some kind of mental health issue. And the pressures on the millennials are extreme. You know, there, there's money concerns and fitting into society and what kind of work they should pursue. And uh, really, it's, it's all about identity and the, and, the, and the danger of burnout given our 24-hour news cycle and being plugged into technology at all times. So there's a myriad of uh, issues that millennials deal with. And we just tried to offer some, you know, helpful suggestions to, as you said, provide self-care and you know, remember compassion. Remember that the decisions you make—they may may seem monumental to time for millennials, but there's always choice, and they, you know, tend not to be as uh, ultimate as uh, they might think. So those are a couple of tips in there that millennials might benefit from, as well as some apps we recommend for, you know, helping them tap into scriptural reflection and, you know, taking time out to regenerate and uh, their their soul. And what I like about it too is we have to remind our listeners and our readers that this this information transcends generations. I mean this we're talking about the human condition. The human condition right now is for lots and lots of us. Uh, myself included. Uh, it's um, Jeff I I use this phrase of uh, we're in a season of sorrow right now. Um, almost a week doesn't go by now of where I know of somebody who has passed away or there's been some sudden, um, you know, 
significant sort of things occurring in people's lives or shifts in uh, worries and other concerns. So we, you know, we, we kind of went back and forth. I know you went back and forth and trying to make this piece uh, a little more substantive. We didn't want it to just kind of be fluff or puff or placating, but I think uh, Michelle's done a great job in resourcing this here. And in particular with the apps, because when you, when I think people forget that the discipline of meditation actually belongs to the Christian faith. And so whenever we, we think of, of meditation, that actually was kind of stolen away from Christianity, but it's important uh, for us as Christians to understand uh, the contemplative side of our faith and, and not to be afraid of the silence and, uh, she's done a good job in uh, identifying three apps that are uh, scripturally based uh, that will um, that will assist a reader. And we also talked about making sure that we had apps that were not like fee based, and you know, uh, which which was which was a, cha- a challenge in this day. And age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, everything's going that way. But we also mentioned the Salvation Army's nationwide hotline. Um, open to anyone looking for spiritual guidance, which is uh, 1-844-458-4673. That hotline is still active and activated. I know uh, my associate, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Jackie Bowers, uh, is one of the um, people that answers the phone. Uh, it, it will ring to her phone. And uh, there's still people that are calling out for help. So I think part of it is in this day and age, we want to make sure that we're checking with each other, uh, that we're, you know, making sure everybody's doing okay. And that we be careful. Like, well, Jeff, you and I attended a, a kind of a, an online seminar the other day of how to how to work your, your employees during a, the pandemic, you know. We kind of joked, well, it came about 10 months too late, but I think we were, we've been doing it okay. Uh, but part of it is just making sure that we're all okay, you know, because uh, this is a different work environment and it's affecting us all in different ways. Um, in fact, uh, as we're sitting here, my wife just texted me and said, fill this out. So I guess um, I get to fill out my, um, my COVID shot thing. So uh, it looks like oh. I'm, I'm, I'm getting in line, you know? So mm-hmm. um, anyways, a lot of things to say about that. Uh, well, we it's can- good, Colonel, because it's always good to know that we're okay. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, are we really okay? <laughs> yeah, and you know, I like, I love talking to both of you offline. You bring me a lot of joy, and it's just kind of fun just to kind of shoot the breeze about all kinds of different things. And then, and then we get back to it. You know, then we start hacking away, and then we start yelling at each other. Uh, especially Elizabeth, she starts yelling at these. Yeah, if you get her irritated, look out. I love to yell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she loves to yell. Former cheerleader. Former cheerleader cheering Let's us go. on. She's ready ready to uh, pop us on. So, uh, you know, just kind of quickly going through the rest of it, we're very grateful for Major Annalise Francis, who's already been on our podcast. We appreciate what she has to say in her ongoing column on core values. Uh, lots of good good uh, thoughts there, uh, scripture-based. Um how indebted we are. Uh, we're, we're kind of uh, about to land the plane with Lieutenant Colonel Dan Jennings. We have, uh, we have two more uh, Bible study lessons after this one, uh, but Colonel has given us a, a great uh, insight to um, the, the 
idea of of uh, the deep shadows, the dark shadows, very deep shadows. Fear not, in verse four of Psalm twenty three. Uh, you know, Jeff, I, I just I I love the way he thinks. You know, just how he kind of lays things out. It's yeah, it's, it's definitely engaging and I, personal. I, I keep telling people over and over. You know, this is solid stuff here. This is stuff that if you're looking to do a Bible study for yourself, or you just get a whole bunch of people on a Zoom or a Teams call or whatever, you know, you can talk through some of this stuff. And resurrecting something that as classic as Psalm 23 uh, has been, you know really, really important. Remind me to talk to you because I think we need to put these, these articles like in a, a free ebook format of some kind for our readers, you know, uh, and, and the same with uh, Colonel Henson's the garden of God, gardening with God, right. uh, those, those series, the, the content is excellent from godly people that continue to contribute to us. That's no joke. I mean, you, <laughs> major Francis and the other writers you've, gotten involved i mean there's there's a lot of good clear thinking and ideas there you know for me it's not a matter of trying to uh, placate or play favorites i've never liked to you know i have a quiver full of my favorite people and uh, like my little uh posse or whatever but i i live my life by impressions and people that i meet and i'm trying to lean into god in in uh, making sure that we're addressing the needs that are out there. And God has just brought to my attention some, some lovely people who get it right now and that are, for this particular season, they're just spot on. And another one, as we flip the page, uh, is Major Ruth New, who is just knocking it out of the park uh, with our Como to Yo uh, section. And this one I think she has done on Bolivia. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, again, uh, emphasizing or tying into the pride that people from Latin America feel for their countries and South America um, and speak to them, you know, within their context, which, you know, is so important. She's done a nice little Bible study on Gideon uh, here and then a a nice little... um, uh, explanation about the culture and the country of Bolivia with another recipe. Hey, we produce two recipes in each issue of the war cry. You know, I think that's important because you can flip the page and you can see, um, steak, uh, Parmigiana, uh, uh, a whole, another recipe from, uh, Kelly, uh, Minter, who is providing her book is providing recipes for us. Also, uh, just so our readers and listeners will know, Jeff, we've we've started uh, inserting cartoons again. We've we've kind of been doing that subtly, but uh, you and I kind of like the simple things sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah, so. oh yeah, gotta have it. Goodness gracious! Uh, my father tells me when he gets a war cry, one of the first things he does is he starts attacking that crossword puzzle. Oh, good for him! So you know. Um, we we uh, we think our edit, uh, our our team in particular. I think uh, Ashley is responsible for this section, and I know she takes great um, great pride in the work that she does on that. And uh, on the last two pages, uh, our our own internal historian, our uh, assistant editor, a major Jason Swain, 
uh, who is, by the way, uh, I and we're going to have Major Swain on again uh, in a podcast coming up. I think it's April or so. He was uh, he was on with us before, and it was so it was so well received. You know, people are always interested in the historical side of the Salvation Army. And Jeff, I watched a movie the other day with Major Swain, uh, a, a movie based in World War II. It's just fascinating watching a movie with him because he has so much insight. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But we're, we appreciate, we're appreciate, we appreciate major Swain and uh, he writes a real brief piece here about how the territories of the Salvation Army uh, kind of evolved and got their shapes he uses. Uh, so that, the little highlights in history is always kind of a nice uh, added bonus feature. Yeah, and uh, who you know, you dig in those stories, and there's always intrigue, and you know, un- the unexpected. You know, the territories didn't just arrive as they are. And we continue to sing the praises of our Captain Emmanuel Masengo, uh, which we've had him on a podcast as well, and he is our contributing writer to our spiritual formation page. And I, I Jeff, I love the placement of this page. I hope that continues right inside the cover uh, and the design team has done a great job uh, illustrating his words and his emphasis on words. And we're, we're grateful for the good captain's contributions. Indeed. And Joshua does a good job with the layout on that, but uh, you know, that's a great topic, grace, understanding grace. We flip the page over and we have the back page. Sometimes we never refer to the back page, but I'm, I, I want to refer to this uh, because our own Gloria, who's been working here 26 years or so, um, came up with the graphic. We're celebrating in March Women's History Month, and there's a wonderful uh, poem, or uh, not poem, but a saying um, from Maya Angelou, and uh Gloria did a great job finding that graphic. And I just, oh, I yeah. just love, I, it's hard to describe this face and the colors, uh, but you'll see it and just know that even Jeff, e- even these little pieces of artwork come with a lot of attention to detail and a lot of love uh, from, from our staffers and Gloria would hate us talking about her to the public. She's, <laughs> she's so she proud She's one of my but, favorite people on earth, and I'm, I'm so grateful for all that she does behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. It, yes, it's a vivid illustration, and it's an unusual approach, and that's what we need to uh, bring material to readers in a fresh way. This helps do it. So while we're still recording, I just have a brainstorm, and I throw it to both of you, but I think it would be great sometime to get um, – our, our team, our key team members all on this podcast. And we can, yeah. maybe, maybe we can do that for the, the May issue. We can just talk about, you know, from their perspective, what, what they, they bring into that. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a kind of a fun thing to do sometime? It would be, we could have cake and ice cream. No, um. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to, we're going to have that when you come back, because when you get back to this building, there is an ice cream machine now, but that's another story. I'll let my wife tell you about that one. We, sh- we should just note the feature of emphasis in this issue, which is dealing with temptation. And you, you mentioned C.S. Lewis earlier, and I always thought one of his great quotes was the, the, that Satan's greatest uh, device is to get people to think he doesn't exist. 
Yeah. And, and that's one of our, uh, we, we kind of gloss over, there's about three or four feature articles in there that are a good read. Um, and, uh, hopefully this, this issue of temptation, uh, there'll, there'll be some grounding for some people to realize how God can uh, free us in the midst of some of the great struggles that we may be having in our own life. Well, that's going to end this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow The War Cry at thewarcry.org and Peer Magazine, peermag.org, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We encourage you to leave your comments, leave your thumbs up. You can leave your thumbs down. Um, but Elizabeth, you and I have been known to delete trolls. We do that. Trolls are not cool. They are not down. cool. We will no room for trolls, but <laughs> room for pushback and room for disagreement at times. And, and that's okay. Um, but please uh, pay attention to our social media feeds. If you're not following any of them, like them, and uh, you can have some of that stuff rise to the top and you can share it. Be an ambassador of the Fight for Good podcast and also the Battleline podcast. Tell your friends about it. And we hope as uh, the life begins to turn to uh, return to quote unquote normal here very soon, uh, that uh, you will continue to read the war cry. Uh, and support our ministry as we are sharing God's word in some very creative ways. Well, until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. Bye for now. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.